There's none like you, Jesus. All our hearts we give you. All our lives we give you. Our every breath, our last breath, we give you, Lord. Come, rule and reign in this place, in our hearts, in our lives. We love you, Lord. We trust you. We desperately need you. Have your way, oh God. Have your way. All our dark places, all our hidden places, have your way. Come and take control. Take us deeper than we've ever gone. Take us further, Lord. Roll away the stone. Roll away the stone. Give us eyes that see. Jesus.
time in our lives we open our hands to you take whatever you want to take freely we give it we offer it to you it's all yours anyway take Lord Lord and give I ask that you would let the wind blow let the wind blow again Lord here on Long Island let the wind blow may our hands be free the capture what you're bringing on the wind, make it so, God. In Jesus' name, make it so. Amen. Amen. It's good. Oh, God's so good. These guys doing an awesome job today. Hallelujah. Woo. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I get a couple of guys play Usher today. We'll take up an offering. Good job. Good stuff. The Fowler family minstrel singers. (laughs) You guys are awesome. Lord, accept this offering. Bless it. Multiply it. Use it to bring glory to your name, to bless your children, and to advance your kingdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you for giving. A few announcements this morning. You guys see the new sign outside when you came in today? Doesn't it look great? I want to thank Maurice. You did a great job getting that done for us, pal. Good man over there. And we thank Maurice. Give him a hand. like that was significant. Came in yesterday and seen the new sign. It's like, whoa. It's a new day. We have a prayer on Tuesdays at Ginny's house, 10 a.m. Tuesday nights, we're doing the Art of Hearing God class here. Nadine and I have been teaching. We'll do unit 7 this week. Wednesday nights, the food pantry at 6, and we're going to have another classic movie night at 7.30. 
for the ladies. This will be uh, one of Nadine's absolute favorite Cary Grant movies, Austin and Old Lace. It's hysterical if you've never seen it. <laughs> Thursday nights, we're continuing with the Band of Brothers. We're up to episode seven, The Breaking Point. Really appreciate the guys coming out. We had a pretty intense and powerful time this past Thursday night. We just watched the video and then talk about it for a while, and it seems like God's just taking us to deeper levels with each other. Saturday night's the youth group at 7.30. And Sunday mornings we have prayer from 9 to 10 a.m. in the prayer room. A couple of events coming up in August. We're going to have a church barbecue and baptism at Ginny and Paul's house. That's going to be August 9th at 3 p.m. The church is going to supply the meats and the paper goods. We ask that you guys bring a side dish or a beverage or some uh, dessert. And um, there's a sign-up sheet on the coffee bar. You can sign up and let us know what you're bringing. Um, also, if you tend to be, intend to be baptized that day, two things. Uh, let me know. <laughs> we can talk about it some at a time. And bring towels. Uh, what else in August? There's a conference at the North Shore uh, Bridge. John Paul Jackson, Bob Jones, and Aaron Evans are going to be the guest speakers. Josh Young is going to do the worship, and that's August 21st, 22nd. And 23rd, my understanding is there's a few people already here who plan to go. I think Nadine and I are going to go for Friday and Saturday, get back in time for church Sunday morning. Registration is $30 per person, $50 per couple, and you can do that on their website, the NorthShoreBridge.com. And finally, in August, on the Friday the 28th, um, we're going to do an ice cream party. It'll be 7 o'clock Friday night. Church will supply the ice cream. You bring your favorite topping, and we'll just have some fun together. The new website's up. It's being updated regularly. You can get good information there. Please check it out, thebridgelongisland.com. And did I miss any announcements? I'm getting pretty good at this. You'd think I was a professional, you know? Why don't you open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5? I'm going to depart from my uh, Live Love series today. I want to speak some about vision. Three points today. What has God said to me? Where are we going and how are we going to get there? So if, if you have your Bibles open to Matthew chapter 5, why don't you follow along as I begin reading in verse 13. This is Jesus speaking, and he says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Lord, I pray for grace today, that it would fall on our church like a blanket. Well, I pray that you give me grace to speak your word and give my friends grace to hear it, that I could speak accurately and they could hear clearly. Have your way. Amen? Amen. Uh, powerful verses out of Matthew chapter 5. One of my favorite uh, alternate uh, translations of the Bible, or paraphrases actually, is uh, Peterson's, Eugene Peterson's The Message. And um, more often than not, when I'm going to preach... I'll take a look at how 
the message communicates those same verses. Sometimes I'll look at the Amplified too. But I really like the way he took these very same verses and uh, what his take was on it. Let me, let me read it to you again, but this time out of the message. He says, let me tell you why you are here. You're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. If you lose your saltiness, how will people taste godliness? You've lost your usefulness and will end up in the garbage. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. Don't you just love the way he puts it? I love his language, you know, the God flavors. We're to bring out the God flavors. You know? We're to bring out the God colors. All I care, he says, we're going public with this. We're not going to hide it. We're not going to put this under a bucket. Rather, we're to be the light bearers. I like that. I want to be someone that brings out the God flavors, the God colors, and someone who's a light bearer. That works for me. So, when I first got here, actually even before we moved here, we came for a visit, and one of the first questions we had, we had, a, we had like a Q&A on a Saturday. How many of you guys were here for that? Yeah, a whole bunch of you. And somebody sitting on this side asked me what my vision was for the church, and basically my answer was, I don't know yet. And it was because I really didn't know yet. But after a couple of months, God's begun to make some things clear to me. And so today, for the first time, I want to communicate some vision to give you a sense of what God said and where I see uh, that we're going. And um, I'll leave room for questions, too. So what has God said to me? I've, I've communicated to you before, this is how I think it works. First we know what, and then we figure out how. So first I need to know what God has said. And once I know what he said, then he, it becomes easier to figure out you know, how we're going to do it. So what, what I know that God has said is a handful of things. I know that I know that I know that he said that we're to be a people who live love. I know that we're to live love. And if you've been here for the last seven weeks, you know that I mean that. <laughs> because that's what I've been speaking about, right? We ought to be a people who live love. I know that God's given me visions of our church truly as a lighthouse, where we are people that shine light into darkness. And not just shine light into darkness, but we go out into that darkness and rescue people who are stranded in dark waters. I know that he said that. Thus the verses I picked this morning from Matthew chapter 5. We're to be a light on a hill. And the third thing I know that God has said is a dream uh, that I had that Nadine was pregnant and that the father had plans for this baby. 
And I believe that in that dream, Nadine's the church. And that our church is pregnant with the purposes of God. And the Father has a plan for what's about to be birthed in our midst. And he told me that his plan, in the dream, the Father said that the plans for this baby were two things. That it go through training and that it join the Air Force. So I think training means that there's training for us to go through. And joining the Air Force, I believe, means that we're to operate powerfully in the spirit realm. Probably means some warfare as well. But that's okay. You guys are used to warfare, right? <laughs> so that's what God said. So where are we going? Well, to put it short, simply, we're going to the streets. We're going to the streets. You don't take a light and hide it under a bucket, right? You put it on a hill. Where are we going? We're going to the streets. John Wimber used to say that the meat is in the street. I believe the meat is still in the streets. I also believe that out in the streets is where our best lessons for discipleship and for spiritual maturity are going to be found. If we stay cloistered within the four walls of the church, we'll die. We weren't meant to be cloistered within the walls of the church. Life is out there. Here's a quote from Nick Sandoval, a Chilean mathematician and poet. I like finding quotes every so often. I'll throw them up on Facebook. I'll throw them up on my blog. I love this quote. He said, in the cage there is food. Not much, but there is food. Outside are only great stretches of freedom. Man, if that isn't a picture of the church. Inside the cage, there's food. Not much, but there's food. Outside are great stretches of freedom. My concern for most of the church, most all of the church, I don't care what denomination, is that we've been content to eat the little bit of food that's in the cage. We were never created to be in the cage. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And there's lots out there. The meat is in the street. So when I say we're going to the streets, we're going to get our light out from under the bucket. My goal, my vision is for us to go, is for us to get outside the church. That's where we're going. I believe that God would have us be seed planters. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 5 to 9, Paul writes this to the church at Corinth. A church that operated significantly, abundantly, in the things of the Spirit. Writing to him, Paul says, What after all is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe. As the Lord has assigned each his task, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The man who planted and the man who watered have one purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers. We are God's field, God's building. 
Everyone has a job to do. Some plant seeds, some water seeds. There are others who harvest the seeds. Most churches I know, they really want harvest. Every one of them will tell you, we want the harvest. Harvest is great, but I've got to tell you something. Here's a fact. If you don't plant seeds, there will be no harvest. Okay? You've got to plant seeds at some point for there to be a harvest at some later date. Personally, I love planting seeds. I'm content on, on the assembly line of God's salvation machinery. I'm content to be the seed planter. There's great freedom in being the seed planter. Especially if that's the part that God's called you to do. You go out there and you plant seeds, you don't have to, be, you don't have to worry about... <laughs> you have to worry about closing the deal. You have to worry about making it happen. You just got to take the seed and plant it. I have great faith for planting seeds. Isaiah fifty-five eleven says that His word will not return void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which it's sent. So when I get to go plant seeds in someone's life. When I'm out on the streets and I'm trying to speak their language, and they get to plant a prophetic seed in their heart, I know that the one who is faithful, I know that the one we call Savior, does his job extraordinarily well. And that when his word goes forth, it does not return void. But it accomplishes the purpose for which it was sent. If you put a seed in the ground, it grows. Trusting that it's good soil. So, I'm going to go out in the streets. I want us to plant seeds. To that end, I want to train and equip the saints. I want to train and equip you to be effective in the streets. I believe that we're to be a lighthouse, shining in the darkness. And I want to prepare you to be effective out there, to be safe out there, <laughs> so that you don't die out there. So we're going to go to the streets. How do we get from here to there? We want to be seed planters. We want to be light in darkness. How are we going to get from here to there? How are we going to be effective in doing that? I think there's a few things that we need to do. The first one is relationship. We have got to live love. It's foundational and it's critical. We've got to love one another. We have got to be a people who love one another inside of this church. I know that that is a critical and foundational element. And that without that, we're doomed. If we can't love one another in here, we'll never love the people out there. And even if we figured out some way to love them out there and brought them in here, if we don't love one another, why would they want to join us? Why would they want to stay here? They won't want to. We've got to love one another. And so in, from every angle I can imagine, I've been driving home that message since I got here. And so I just, in case you haven't got it yet, let me just be a little bit blunt, okay? Just a little bit blunt. 
when I got here, basically this was, a, this was a pretty healthy church. You guys have done lots of really good things over the years. There's one problem that we've got to overcome. We've got to overcome this. And I challenge you to overcome it. I beg you <laughs> to overcome it. There's basically two groups of people in this church. There are those people who are really happy with Rick, the former pastor, and there are those people who are not so happy with Rick, the former pastor. Right? And the problem is you don't trust one another. You view one another suspiciously. And your God is up with one another. And guys, if we're ever going to fulfill the purpose for which God created us, we've got to get past that. We've got to love one another. We've got to trust one another. It's a new day. It's a new day. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Let's move forward. I believe God has said this to me. Amnesty. There's amnesty for everybody across the board. All debts are canceled. Amnesty. There's a fresh new start. A fresh new beginning. Let's move forward together. I believe God wants to do God-sized things in our midst. And the biggest obstacle we have to face is the suspicion and the lack of trust between one another in the body. Those are cracks in our foundation. So I've been driving home the message to live love because I believe that's what God said to me. And after I got here, I realized why. So it's time to forgive. It's time to move on. That's the biggest hurdle. That's the pink elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. So I challenge you. Where you have a role to play in that, where that's your responsibility, where it's an issue in your life, do whatever you got to do to get past it. And I, this is my promise to you. I will help you with that. I'm here for you. I don't have a dog in the hunt. <laughs> I just want to go forward. I want our whole church to go forward and do the things that God called us to do. Okay? I'm being real. Okay? I'm being really blunt and really honest. And I'm saying what most of you guys already know. We've got to live love. And that's our biggest obstacle to live in love. So how do we get from here to there? How do we fulfill the vision? We love one another. For us as a church, this is our greatest live-love test. This one particular point, this issue, this is your biggest test. I want you to pass that test. I've been preaching for seven weeks, <laughs> different things that will help you pass that test. Remember what I've said. It is more important to love than it is to be right. And when you have two opposing sides, <laughs> both sides think that they're right. I challenge you to lay down your rightness and pick up loving one another. If being right comes at the expense of love, then the price is too high. 
If holding on to your rightness on this issue is at the expense of loving your brother or sister, then the price is too high. It's more important to love than it is to be right. Division over rightness has got to die in the church. In the whole church. It's the thing that keeps us apart. I think I'm right about baptism. They think they're right about baptism. I think I'm right about the atonement. They think they're right about the atonement. And so we can't have relationship with one another. I think I'm right about the color we should paint the church. They think they're right about the color we should paint the church. And we hold on to our rightness. And we let go of love. When Jesus said, all men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. So I challenge you, as the new guy on the block, to lay down your rightness and pick up love. And let's move forward together. For us to move forward as a group, you need to trust me as your leader, and you need to trust one another. It's got to happen. And so to that end, with this concept of knowing how critically important relationship is, we've done some relationship-building type activity since I got here. We've done the Band of Brothers video series for the men. I think it's been working out great. Slowly but surely, we're getting to know one another. We're opening our lives to one another. We're sharing at a deeper level. You've got to start somewhere, right? So we start. We move forward. The ladies have been having a blast at classic movie night. You guys laugh and laugh and laugh. And it's giving you some great insight into who Nadine is. You know? We've got things scheduled like the barbecue slash baptism and ice cream social. These are things that build relationship. We get to spend time with one another. We get to socialize. We get to have fun. The party for Anna. That was a great day. That might have been my favorite day since I got here. That was awesome. So how do we get from here to there? The first thing is relationship. And boy, I've been driving home that message. And relationship is a very high value to me. I'm not going to lay that down. I'm not going to give up on that. Are you getting that yet? I'm not going to lay it down. Let's move forward together. The second thing that's going to be necessary for us to get from here to there is training. We need training. If we want to be effective in the streets, if we want to be light in the darkness, if we want to be able to rescue people out of dark places, we need training. And we've begun some of that too. We've been We've, been doing, we've begun the streams courses, the various classes that streams ministries offers. So we're in the midst of the, the art of hearing God class. And when that's over, we'll offer the follow-on classes. I believe that those courses, designed by John Paul, are the best instrument, are the best tool uh, to communicate and inject within us the spiritual DNA that, that represents the bridge churches, the association of bridge churches. That's our spiritual DNA. I've said this to John Paul. I'm pretty sure he agrees. That if I had to boil down our DNA to two basic things, it would be this. Number one is that we value character over gifting. We value gifting. 
But we value character over gifting. And the second is that we want to be a people um, who grasp the awe of God, who live supernatural lives in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the, the art of hearing God, course, is wonderful for communicating the value, the necessity for character over gifting. The courses on dream interpretation, understanding dreams and visions, and the advanced workshop on dream interpretation are awesome for equipping people to live supernatural lives in the power of the Spirit. These great training ground. We'll finish The Art of Hearing God in July. What I want us to do is, as a church, take the month of August off. We'll have no scheduled meetings other than other than the, the food pantry. And just take a break. Give you guys a break from meetings. Anybody need a break from meetings? <laughs> but I don't want us to take a break from one another. So that's why we're going to do things. It was Lori's idea, and it was a good idea. That's why we'll do things like the barbecue and the ice cream social, that we could still spend time together. And my hope is, and my encouragement to you, is that with a few less meetings, maybe you'll just spend time with one another. Hang out at the beach or have one another over for dinner or do something together. But we'll take the month of August off, give people a breather. And come September, um, we'll start the Understanding Dreams and Visions class on Tuesday night. Nadine and I will teach it. We'll start that in September, and when that ends, we'll begin the advanced workshop in dream interpretation sometime probably early November. And we'll do it the same way we did these. These will be in-house classes. They'll be offered for $50 each. And um, uh, if you've already taken the class, you can come and attend for free. Bring your own book. There are some benefits to us taking the time to do this. It's gonna, it gives us a common vocabulary. Some of you have gone through the courses before, but some of you haven't. And none of you have heard me teach it. Not all of them, anyway. Some of you heard me teach part of the uh, Art of Hearing God a couple of years ago. But this, this gives us common ground. It gives us a common vocabulary. It'll give you all a common understanding of my values. It'll communicate the house rules. You know, this is this will be the standard of how we operate. So that'll help with the training. We'll go through the streams classes. And we should be able to we should be done with that by the end of the year, which is pretty good. Another bit of training that I think we can do is maybe bring in some guest speakers. I've been blessed with contacts. With some good contacts. I have favor with some pretty gifted people. Maybe from time to time as the Spirit leads, we'll bring some of those guys in and let them minister to us. We'll do some kind of conferences or seminars or workshops. That'll help us with our training. It's good to have people come from the outside and just kind of, you know, give us a shot in the arm, you know? The other bit of training I want to do is I want us to rethink church. So I want to do streams classes. I want to bring in some guest speakers. But I want to rethink church. Why do I want to do this? I want to do it because I love you. I want to do it because I love the lost. 
And I want both you and the lost to have a life-enhancing experience when you encounter one another. I've been a Christian for a long time. And for most of that time, the most uncomfortable expression of my faith was evangelism. And I felt uncomfortable doing it, and most of the people I encountered felt uncomfortable when I did <laughs> so They didn't like me knocking on their door or handing out a track or asking them, if you die tonight, are you going to go to heaven? They're like, who is this crazy guy, and why is he asking me such a wild question? It was vastly ineffective. Maybe I had 1% or 2% effectiveness rate. Ah, oh, I hated it. I just felt rejected, rejected, rejected. How about you? I think there's a better way. I think Streams has found that better way with some of the prophetic evangelism outreaches that we've done. But we need to have a better understanding of who those people are. It's time for change. What we once did as a church 20 years ago, 30 years ago, no longer works. And it doesn't work because the world has changed and we haven't changed with it. We no longer live in a Christian society. Society. We live in a post-Christian society. And the world views things very differently, differently than it once did. So we have to have, we have to be equipped with new weapons to be effective out in the world. So it's time for change. I don't want to maintain the status quo. Are you picking that up about me already? I'm really not a status quo kind of guy. I didn't sign up to polish monuments to what God once did. I want to do what he's doing now. I know, I say this humbly, I know that I'm a change agent. I know it's what I carry in the spirit. And it's part of the reason God's brought me here. We have to find new ways of doing old things. Now, I want to hold to the orthodoxy of a Christian faith. No compromise there. But I want to lose the baggage of how we do what we believe. Because it doesn't work out there anymore. We need to change our hearts. We need to change our minds. We need to be lovers of people. We need to think differently. We need a new language. We need a new vocabulary. We need new objectives and goals. We need to better understand the unchurched. And to do that, we need to think outside the box. And guys, this building, the church, is our box. We need to think outside the church box. We need to find ways of effectively bringing the gifts of the Spirit out into the streets. That's what John Wimber meant when he said the meat's in the street. I want us to find effective ways of doing it. I want to train you guys in those effective ways. So to that end, with that concept in mind, with that thought in mind, part of the vision is that come the fall, I'd like to do two book clubs. There are two books I'd like us to look at that I think will challenge us to think outside the box, outside the church box. And so we'll do this on Thursday nights. The first book club I want to do is a book called The Shack. You guys heard of The Shack by William Young? Great book. Really different. It will really challenge and provoke um, your understanding of God and how you view him 
and your understanding of how he interacts with us. And so come September, we'll do a book club on the shack. We'll do it here at the church. I'll lead it. And um, everybody, will have, everybody who wants to come will get a book. You'll buy a book. <laughs> we'll get copies of it. We'll buy them in bulk. You'll get a book and you'll read a couple of chapters before we come together. And then when we come together, we'll dialogue about it. You're not going to come and hear me teach on the shack. You're going to come and I'm going to ask thought-provoking questions and we'll dialogue. We'll discuss it. I want to know what's in your heart. I want to know what... This, is a, this book is provoking. It provokes people. I love that. <laughs> and I want us to be provoked. I want us to be challenged to think differently. This book will help us do that. It'll help us think about God and our relationship with him differently. And I want us to come together and we'll discuss it. It won't be a time to teach. It'll be a time to grow together. I'm sure we'll all learn things in the process. So that's, that's the first book. When that's over, and that might take, I don't know, nine or ten weeks, there's a second book I want, to, I want us to do a book club with. It'll be the same format. You'll read the chapter before we come together, and when we come together, we'll dialogue about it. I'll ask some questions. And we'll do it here. And I'll lead it. Then I'll hear what you have to say, and you'll hear what I have to say. We'll listen to one another. And we'll go to new places. And this second book is called Unchristian by David Kinkerman and Gabe Lyons. They're from the Bonner Group. And basically, they've done research on thousands of people, especially young people, 19 to 29, and what their perceptions are of the church. And I'll tell you what, they don't like us. They don't like us at all. And they got good reason not to. And so this book is going to help us to rethink how we as the church present ourselves to the world. They have seven, seven perceptions of how, how the unchurched view us, and none of them are good. So hopefully this will challenge us again to think outside the box, and maybe it'll equip us. It'll spark creativity and innovation on how we can better be light in the darkness, be salt to the earth, find the meat in the streets. This is part of the training. So the purpose of these two book clubs is to foster dialogue and to open our eyes to how poorly the church is perceived by the world. Now, even before we get there, and that won't be until September, I'll just admit I don't agree with everything in both of these books. I don't agree with everything in any book I read. But for both of them, there's a lot more meat than bone. And we'll find good meat there. So where are we going? We're going out to the streets. And to get there, to be effective when we get out there, we're going to need a few things. We need relationships where we love one another. We have to get past our offenses of yesterday. And we need training. And the training is going to come in the form of those streams courses that we'll continue to do. It'll help to lay a foundation of character. It'll give us a better understanding of spiritual things and how to operate in the things of the Spirit. And then we'll do a couple of book clubs at the same time. This will be Tuesdays and Thursdays. So we'll get some training on Tuesday nights. And we'll get Thursday nights. It'll, it'll be 
a double blessing. We get to relate to one another. We get to talk to one another. We get to hear what one another thinks. And we'll be stretched. It'll take us outside the box. I think it'll be good. And the final bit of training is this. We'll do the stuff. We'll do it. There's nothing quite like on-the-job training, is there? You can theorize all you want, but until you start doing it, you really can't do it. So we'll try different things, and we'll see what works. And what works, we'll keep doing, and we'll find better ways to do it. What doesn't work, we won't do that. It'll be messy. I'm okay with messy. We'll make lots of mistakes. I'm okay with that, too. We'll become good at doing things badly so that we can become good at doing things well. There's no clean births in the natural. They're messy. There's no clean births in the spiritual realm either. So it'll be messy for a while. We'll help clean each other up. We'll be a lighthouse. We'll be light in the darkness, rescuing those who are drowning in dark waters. We'll probably do this mostly by doing prophetic evangelism outreaches. We'll do dream interpretations. We'll do life readings. We'll embrace what Doug Addison, John Paul Jackson has referred to as process evangelism. We'll love people and we'll just bump them along on the process, get them one step closer to God. I'm excited about this. I have experience in this. I have expertise in this. I'll help you. <laughs> I don't have it all figured out, and I'm okay with that. It kind of forces me to trust God. I'll go as far as he gives me light. We'll follow the cloud when it moves, okay? We'll just keep trusting him. So that's, in a nutshell... That's the vision. We're going to the streets. And we'll grow up out there. And we'll become mature out there. And we'll learn how to love out there. And we'll learn how to trust one another out there. I think the next phase after that is some of those people are going to come here. And then we'll train them to go out to the streets. Hallelujah. To that end, we've got to have a relationship. We're going to need some training, and we'll do the stuff. That sound good? Yes. Yeah. Right. Anybody have any questions? Please feel free to ask questions. I try to keep it concise and try to keep it clear. Yes. Book club, yes. Um, minimum, will there be a minimum age on the book club? Um, I don't think so. Um, if they're old enough to read the book, they can, they can attend. You know? you know? The books are probably written you know, at teenage level and above. But if they can read the book, they can attend. With the men's group and the brothers, we did a I did 17 and above. I wanted it to be men, and there's a couple of rough spots in that video series. And so, any other questions? Yes? Well, I wanted to do something with the guys, and the Band of Brothers was, it's a guy thing. 
And, and the old classic black and white comedies, uh, those are chick flicks. And <laughs> I don't know, it seems to be working. <laughs> I do like some of the chick flicks. I like watching you watch them more than anything else. Any other questions? Yes. Well, I'm just thinking ahead. Okay. Uh, going through the streets, I'm excited about that. Is that all about how, uh, I mean, I don't want to get into major details because we're not there yet. Sure. But is it going to be more of a volunteering? Is it going to be more like what you see in the, you know, as the Lord leads you? And how do you decide groups and what? And this is that yeah. what the Spirit leads? Or is it mandatory? Is it, how's that going to work? Like that whole idea. We have an all volunteer <laughs> army. <laughs> No draft. It's an all-volunteer army. Um, we'll lay open opportunities and invite you guys to participate. And then based on, based on my observation, who seems to have um, aptitude, um, gifting for it, we'll have some people lead and some people be supportive team members. And we'll, we'll trade roles and we'll equip people out there. Um, yes? Um, the outreaches that we've done in the past um, sometimes had, had music involved in it. You know, sometimes it did, depending on the setting. So, that, you know, we can find what's effective out here. I don't assume that work, what worked on the West Coast is going to work on the East Coast. I think the principles, by and large, of prophetic evangelism are universal and they work everywhere. I think they have to be somehow modified and tailor-made to work um, effectively in specific geographical locations, and we'll figure that out as we go. So where music, one style of music may work very well in one place, it may not work very well in another. So, so we'll figure it out. Other questions? Okay. Let's, um, let's invite the Holy Spirit to come. Let's see what he wants to do this morning. Holy Spirit, come. Come, Lord. Fill this place. Lord, I pray that you would release in the room now the spirit of wisdom and revelation, that we would know you better. I ask that you would release revelatory gifting in the church this morning. Right now, Lord, I pray that you would fine-tune each person's ability here to hear from you, that they could hear clearly. Lord, I ask that you would release in the room right now words of knowledge. Speak to your people. Tell us what you want to do for ministry time this morning. Release words of knowledge. Do it, Lord. If you get a word of knowledge... If you get a sense of something God wants to do, he wants to minister to someone or bring healing to someone or deal with something, just raise your hand. If you get a word of knowledge, please raise your hand. What you got? Depth? Depth? Yeah. 
by going deeper. So what do you think that means? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, okay, so if you're here today, is there someone here who feels stuck spiritually? You'd really like to go deeper, but you feel like you're kind of stuck, and you need some help with that. Does anybody who feels that way? Yeah? Why don't you guys come on up? And Julie, would you pray for them? If that's you, you feel like you're stuck and you want to go deeper. No, you go pray for you. Go minister to them. Why don't you kind of come on this side because I think we'll have other things. This is a stuck section. There's more people than I thought. Would you help her minister to these people, Maurice? Thanks, buddy. Just kind of see the light on you over there and Kind of thinking Julia's going to need a little bit of help. Thanks, pal. Look at that. He's already drunk in the spirit. <laughs> Who else has a word of knowledge? What you got, bud? Something about the Coast Guard. Okay, so you heard the, the, or, or seen something that um, was reminiscent of the Coast Guard. Do you think that this is... Um, someone actually having questions or issues with the Coast Guard, or you think it's like more metaphoric? Metaphoric. Okay, so would you say it this way, someone who feels like they're called to go rescue people out of dark waters? Okay. You feel like you're really called to the streets, specifically called to minister to people who are involved in dark spiritual things. You feel like you're called to, the, to that people group? Yeah? Yeah, why don't you guys come on forward? Would you come up over here? Anthony, would you pray for them? And Pete, would you, uh, would you assist him? Sure. Would you guys come up here and let him pray for you? We should kind of go on that side. We might have another group or two. Who else has a word of knowledge? Anybody else hear something from God? So the group on this side are for those who are stuck and want to be unstuck. The people on this side are the ones who feel like they're really called to go help you rescue people who are involved in dark spiritual things. And they're going to be part of the spiritual coast guard that God's equipping. And I'm sure they're not the only ones, but they really feel that this morning. And so they get in prayer on this side. Who else feels a word of knowledge? I feel like there's a, at least a, another couple of things this morning that somebody out there has. Well, one of the things I sense this morning is that God wants to release uh, creativity. I think artistic creativity. And um, it could be different groups of people. I think that there are some here who have been artistically creative in the past, and it's kind of felt like it's been put on the shelf. Um, I think God wants to you know, resurrect that, as it were. Uh, and maybe those who've always desired to have some kind of autistic creativity, but there's never been space for it yet. Anybody here feel that way? Creativity? Autistic creativity? Is that you? Anybody else? I'm in both groups. You're in both groups? Usually arts get from the Nay? Yeah. 
You knew I was going to ask you to come and pray for that. She could see it. She's looking at me. She was moving before I got here. Why don't you come in this group? You'll probably get done here and have enough time to get back over there. Yeah. I'll let you pray. I know. I think it's all going to be mixed together. Anybody else feel like the whole uh, artistic creativity thing? You want that? Um, you want that energized or released in your life? There's space for it today. If that's you, come over here. And let Nadine pray for you guys. Lori, would you mind helping Nadine pray for people? I just—it's just the people I see the light on. I looked over there, boom! But there was like this light over your head. I felt like you were supposed to pray with Nadine. Thanks for letting me put you guys on the spot and responding so well. And I feel like there's one, at least one more word. I don't know what it is. Who has a word of knowledge? Somebody's hearing something uh, that there's a need today. Who's going who's to take, take a chance? What do you got? So um, people who might need help or prayer this morning for help them to love God and to love people. Would that putting it in a nutshell, would that be well? Who feels like they need help with that this morning? You'd like some prayer because you need some help loving the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then loving your neighbor. Anybody in that place? Anybody struggling with those things today? I know there's a couple of you. There's at least a couple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to this group? You're going to get unstuck? All right. Who, who wants help with love? Who needs help with love? I feel like that's a good word from God. Who, if that's you, come on forward. If you need help loving. Come on down. The price is right. (laughs) Who's struggling with the love thing? For some of you, it's been an issue even this week. You wanted to uh, respond appropriately. You wanted to respond well to loving uh, another person, and you just couldn't get there. I know. Who's had a hard time with the love thing? It's really been manifesting itself in relationships. Both of you guys are feeling that here? I'm going to pray for these ladies. I think there's more. There's more that could use help with that. And there's grace and anointing here to help you. It's manifested itself in conflict. You've, you've behaved in a way you didn't want to uh, in a relationship. You said things you didn't want to say and did things you didn't want to say. And you felt really bad about it afterwards. And, and you were like, I can't believe I did that. I didn't want to do that. So if that's you... 
then this helps you today. Don't feel bad. Hey, we all got stuff, man. Everybody got stuff. So do you want to put some kind of mellow music on? So you guys just keep praying. Holy Spirit, come. Move on your people today. Give them what they need, oh God. Meet people in the place they need. I pray for those who are stuck, Lord, that they would get unstuck. And you take them to deeper places in you. Do it, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would release creativity today. Just release it, Lord. Let there be a release in the arts. Lord, I pray that you would inspire writers. Lord, that the colors would flow again. Let the, let the colors flow. Let the colors flow. Lord, inspire artists in our midst. Painters, Lord, inspire painters. Release the colors. Release the God colors. I pray, Lord, for Holy Spirit-inspired um, creativity. Do it, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would release a heart for the lost. Give us a heart for those who are stranded in dark spiritual waters. Give us your heart. Give us your love for those people. Lord, I pray that you would take us to the streets and that we would be effective out there. I pray, Lord, that you would grow us up out there. I ask that you teach us new things. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would enlarge the place of our tent. Stretch our tent curtain wide. Enlarge our capacity, our understanding for who you are. And then fill us up to overflowing. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. I pray for every man, woman, and child in this building today that you bless them and that you meet them where they are. That each one would fulfill their calling. They would fulfill their destiny, oh God. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Jesus. Have your way. Access in Jesus' name. Those who are ministering, just keep doing what God's doing. The rest of you guys are free to go. Have an awesome day. More light.